As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! You shall not pass! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we're taking a look at the newest musical adaptation to hit the big screen, West Side Story. This is my first time in New York City. I want to be happy here. I want to make a life at home. Tonight is about family. The first gringo boy who smiles at you. I never seen you before. I'm not Puerto Rican. Is that okay? Do you want to start World War III? You know, I wake up to everything I know either getting sold or wrecked or being taken over by people that I don't like. You keep away from him as long as you're in my house. I'm a grown-up now, Bernardo. I'm gonna think for myself. Matters even more than enough. An adaptation of the 1957 musical, West Side Story explores forbidden love and the rivalry between the Jets and the Sharks, two teenage street gangs of different ethnic backgrounds. Written by Tony Kushner, based on the stage play by Arthur Laurentis, and directed by Steven Spielberg, West Side Story stars Ansel Elgert as Tony, Rachel Zegler as Maria, Ariana DeBose as Anita, David Alvarez as Bernardo, and features Rita Moreno, Brian Darcy James, Corey Stoll, and Mike Faced. Here is a few little-known facts about me. One, I am not that big into musicals, but... I have seen Book of Mormon three times. I am not a fan of remakes, but The Departed, Dawn of the Dead, and True Grit are better than the originals. And anytime Steven Spielberg is directing a movie, I get terrified that he is finally reaching his downswing as he nears his 75th birthday. This movie gave me a ton of panic since it's a Broadway classic, a remake, and the first time Senor Spielbergo is directing a musical. But only a few minutes in, all of my worries had disappeared. The cast and crew had this remake with love, passion, and care. And at the end of 156 minutes of this star-crossed lover's story was a lot of snazzy tunes, great dance numbers, and everything you know and love about the musical. And what else would you expect? It's Steven Spielberg, a talented cast, an Oscar award-winning cinematographer, and a whole lot of money. There were some slight changes in a few of the songs, and the action scenes were a little more intense than they would be on stage. But over Overall, this recreation of the original score, the similar dance numbers, and the stellar acting make this a big hit for lovers of the original piece. Now, if you're not a fan of musicals, I'm sure you didn't rush out to see this movie, and it's not too high on your list either. But what I will tell you is that if you are not rushing to the theaters to watch this, you should at least give it the old college try if you see it on a streaming service in the future. Now, it's not a perfect film, but it's not too far off. My faith in remakes and my faith in Steven Spielberg has been redeemed. I give West Side Story an A. 
As we approach the holiday season, the parties are coming up, so why not stand out with a fresh cut and style? The team over at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are always welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's just briefly chat about the trailer that's been talked about all week since being debuted at the Video Game Awards, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Papa's got a brand new stash. Since I've been gone, I've discovered the source of ultimate power. That sounds big. It's been on my vision board for years. But not too late. I'm sorry, who are you? Name's Tails. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. Step one, light taunting. Step two, I have no idea. Face it, you're never going to get my power. I look like I need your power. Sonic, meet Knuckles. After settling in Green Hill, Sonic is ready for more freedom, and Tom and Maddie agree to leave him alone while they go on vacation. But no sooner are they gone when Dr. Robotnik comes back, this time with a new partner, Knuckles, in search of an emerald that has the power to both build and destroy civilization. Sonic teams up with his old sidekick, Tails, and together they embark on a journey to find the emerald before it falls into the wrong hands. Sonic the Hedgehog, of course, stars Ben Schwartz in the titular role, this time joined by Idris Elba as the voice of Knuckles the Echidna, and her reprising her roles from the original original Sega video games, Colleen O'Shaughnessy as the voice of Tails. Also returning is James Marsden, and of course Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 releases on April 8th of 2022. Now let's talk about some casting that's been done over this past week. Florence Pugh and Rami Malek have both signed on for Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer movie. They join a cast that already includes Killian Murphy, Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, and Emily Blunt. The movie is described as an epic thrill that thrusts audiences into the pulse-pounding paradox of the enigmatic man who must risk destroying the world in order to save it. Oppenheimer, which is written and directed by Christopher Nolan, will release on July 1st of 2023. While making his rounds doing his media for Spider-Man, Tom Holland has confirmed that he has signed on to play Fred Astaire in an up coming biopic. The Sony Pictures project is being produced by Amy Pascal, who felt all along that Tom Holland was the man for the role. Fred Astaire's career spanned 76 years before his passing from pneumonia in 1987. He got his start in the business working with his siblings in vaudeville before setting his sights on Broadway and London's West End. This will not actually be the first time that Tom Holland has played Fred Astaire, as he once did a lip-sync battle doing the dance to Singing in the Rain. Over in the land of Marvel, Kevin Feige has officially confirmed what we knew all along. If you were to see Daredevil in upcoming things, Charlie Cox, yes, Charlie Cox, would be the actor playing Daredevil. That quote from Kevin Feige took place during a sit-down interview with Cinema Blend. Of course, Cox has been one of the popular rumors regarding Spider-Man No Way Home after a leaked image seemed to suggest that he was in the film. Of course, Marvel promptly denied that the image was real. However, as a fan of both Charlie Cox and of course Spider-Man, I truly hope that that picture is the real deal. Marvel also announced that they have signed Shang-Chi director Destin Daniel Cretton to a multi-film deal. The project has him exclusively working with Disney Company's Marvel 
Studios and Hulu's Onyx Collective. In addition to making the multi-year deal public knowledge, Disney also announced that Cretton is returning to write and direct a sequel to Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. He will also be developing TV projects for both Marvel Studios for Disney+, and Onyx Collective across all platforms, including Hulu. He's also going to be producing through his new production company called Family Owned, which he established with his partner Asher Goldstein. As of now, no release date has been released for Shang-Chi 2, but I'll keep you posted as the story develops. Over on the opposite side of the book, Warner Brothers is apparently deciding between two different cuts of the Batman, as per The Hollywood Reporter. This tidbit comes in as rumors of Barry Keegan playing the Joker have heated up in recent weeks. Apparently, the difference between the two cuts is that one could potentially involve Keegan's Joker character, while the other would not. Keegan has been confirmed for the movie, but was said to be playing a Gotham City police officer named Stanley Merkel. Including the Joker as a character would be a bit of a tease and could excite fans for future installments of the Batman, which is expected to be their new franchise. Which version will they take? Well, we will find out when Batman hits the screens on March 4th of 2022. Jason Momoa also took to his Instagram to announce that the production on Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom has officially wrapped and that he's now looking forward to taking a break. According to Dolph Lundgren, who plays King Nearest, he says, quote, that the whole picture is just a class act. Everybody from James Wan and Jason Momoa to Amber Heard and the producers, I think this one is better. I think the script is stronger and is more exciting. Aquaman 2 sees Jason Momoa returning as Aquaman, Amber Heard returning as Mera, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II as Black Manta, Patrick Wilson as Orm, Dolph Lundgren as King Nearest, and Tamora Morrison as Thomas Curry, with director James Wan previously stating that Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom was heavily inspired by an unlikely source, Mario Bava's Planet of the Vampires. Wan teased that you can take the boy out of the horror, but you can never take the horror out of the boy. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is set to hit theaters on December 16th of 2022. If you were looking forward to the upcoming Ben Affleck Anna de Armas film titled Deep Water, Disney has pulled the film from their release schedule as per deadline. The 20th Century Studios movie was originally slated to hit theaters on January 14th of 2022. As of now, no reason has been given for the removal of the project, but the erotic thriller, which was directed by Adrian Lyne, was the first film that the director was set to release in almost two decades. In the film, Affleck and Armas star as Vic and Melinda Van Allen, a married couple whose mind games with each other take a twisted turn when people around them start turning up dead. The couple avoids divorce by allowing each other to take different lovers, but things get messy as their facade of the perfect American suburban life begins to unravel. And news continues to come out regarding Ghostbusters Afterlife. If you haven't seen the movie and you are looking forward to it, consider this a spoiler alert. That said, it's not much of a spoiler, as we already knew Ghostbusters Afterlife featured the return of Gozer the Gozerian, the villain from the first Ghostbusters movie. What you may not have known is that this Gozer was played by Olivia Wilde. Arjun Tweeten, who is the special effects makeup artist and live-action creature effects designer for Ghostbusters Afterlife, confirmed Wilde's involvement on Instagram, sharing behind-the-scenes picture of her as Gozer, revealing the process of turning her into the character that took five and a half hours. While Wilde herself was not credited, Dancer, choreographer Emma Portner, and Shorey Egdashlu, who provided the character's voice, were. In video game news, there were a few major announcements that took place at the Video Game Awards this past weekend. The first announcement I'd like to mention is that Gun Interactive, the creators of the Friday the 13th The Game, are teaming up with Sumo Nottingham to bring us a video game based on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and that horror staple Kane Hodder will be playing the role of Leatherface. WB Games and developer Mon 
Monolith Productions also unveiled a Wonder Woman video game, although no release date was set, but the WB revealed a teaser trailer that shows Princess Diana of Thermoscara gearing up for an adventure ahead. According to the official description, the Wonder Woman video game will be a single-player open-world action game featuring an original story. In the game, Diana will fight to unite her Amazon family and the humans from the modern world. The project will make use of the Nemesis system, a mechanic featured in Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War. A new trailer was also released for Rocksteady's Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, as well as Gotham Knights, which are both slated for release in 2022. A trailer was also released for Lucasfilm Games with Quantic Dream masterpiece Star Wars Eclipse, which will be a new action-adventure multiple-character branching narrative game set in the High Republic era of the iconic Star Wars galaxy. The trailer was a cinematic trailer not showing any gameplay at all, but we do see a handful of familiar Star Wars locations and characters, including Yoda standing in the Jedi Council chamber. Quantic Dream is the studio that's best known for Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, and Detroit Become Human, which should give you a hint as to what sort of Star Wars game that we're in for. Also at the Video Game Awards, we saw our first short teaser for the upcoming Halo TV series that will debut in 2022 on Paramount+. This series will center on Pablo Schreiber as Master Chief, Earth's most advanced warrior in the 26th century, and the only hope of salvation for a civilization pushed to the brink of destruction by the Covenant, an unstoppable alliance of alien worlds committed to the destruction of humanity. Schreiber will be joined by Natasha McAlone, who will be playing Dr. Halsey, the brilliant, conflicted, and inscrutable creator of the Spartan Super Soldiers, Jen Taylor as Cortana, the most advanced AI in human history and potentially the key to the survival of the human race, and newcomer Yeren Ha as a new character named Quan A, a shrewd, audacious 16-year-old from the Outer Colonies who meets Master Chief at the faithful time for them both. Paramount Plus also announced that the second South Park post-COVID TV film will premiere on December 16. Titled South Park Post-COVID, The Return of COVID will be the second of 14 made-for-TV films from Matt Stone and Trey Parker designed exclusively for Paramount Plus. The official synopsis says that if Stan, Kyle, and Cartman could just work together, they could go back in time to make sure COVID never happened and save Kenny's life. In South Park post-COVID, The Return of COVID, traveling back to the past seems to be the easy answer until they meet Victor Chaos. Over at HBO, it was confirmed that Colin Farrell will reprise his role as the Penguin in an upcoming HBO Max series. Word of the Penguin was first reported back in September, but at that time it wasn't clear whether or not Colin Farrell would be reprising his role. Thankfully, the actor has signed on to return, and in addition to starring in the series, he will also executive produce. The story will be a Scarface-like tale of the Penguin's rise to power in Gotham City's criminal underworld. Lauren LaFranc is set to write the Penguin series, with the Batman director Matt Reeves and producer Dylan Clark also executive producing. HBO also confirmed that actor Nick Offerman has signed on to play the role of Bill after Con O'Neill had to depart The Last of Us due to a scheduling conflict. The series, which is based on the popular Sony PlayStation video game, is set years after a fungal plague wiped out much of humanity, transforming most into vicious zombie-like monsters. Offerman will be playing the character Bill, alongside Murray Bartlett, who's playing the role of Frank. Bill and Frank are two post-pandemic survivalists living alone in their own isolated town. According to Variety, an upcoming coming sequel to the series Six Feet Under is in the early stages of development. A writer has yet to be attached to the project, and there is no plotline to speak of at this time. The Six Feet Under follow-up could be a reboot or something akin to a sequel series, following up on existing characters from the show in the present day. Original series creator Alan Ball and executive producers Bob Greenblatt and David Janilari are all attached to executive produce the new project. Six Feet Under aired from 2001 till 2005 and starred Peter Krause, Michael C. Hall, Francis Conroy, 
Roy, Lauren Ambrose, Freddie Rodriguez, and more. Richard Jenkins starred as the late Nate Fisher Sr., who dies in the opening episode but visits family members in flashbacks and imaginary conversations. The show is considered by many to be one of the best television dramas of all time, receiving 53 total Emmy nominations during its outstanding run, winning nine. Six Feet Under also dug up several Golden Globe Awards for its absurd excellence, including the award for Best Drama in 2002. And finally, Disney Plus has confirmed that the Marvel Studios Eternals will begin streaming exclusively on Disney Plus on January 12th of 2022. No additional cost will be needed, and the release will be presented in IMAX-enhanced format, giving fans an expanded aspect ratio for a more immersive viewing experience. Marvel's Eternals followed a group of superheroes from Beyond the Stars that had protected the Earth since the dawn of man. If you're curious what I thought about Eternals, take back a few episodes, give it a listen, and you can hear how I felt. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, all my life, it's like I'm always just about to fall off the edge of the world's tallest building. I stopped falling the second I saw you. <laughs>